All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Fair Chase Podcast. We're happy that you're here. We're happy that you're ready to start learning. Before we dive into this episode, you know, we got to talk about a few companies that help make this possible and some of the companies that we back personally because we believe in them. Now, first up is HuntWise. There's a lot of mapping software and apps out there, and the best one that we think is is definitely HuntWise. I mean, they've got so many cool features that some of the other ones don't have, especially this HuntCast that we use every single time before we go out in the woods. Our, I mean, our time is precious. we got to know when's the best time to go out. And instead of searching around on all the, the weather sites and checking out all the details, you can go right to the HuntWise app, put it in your location, and you're getting local wind, local predictions based on where your stands actually are, and it helps you actually choose the best stand so you're not wasting any time and you can get right in there and hunt that buck you're after. Go visit HuntWise.com. So James and I have shot different bows from different manufacturers, and we all, every time we shoot them, we always go back to primes the reason is they're just so shootable and we're just so accurate with them they're super stable and they just came out with the new revix 2 4 and 6 is their brand new bow for 2023 hunting season g5prime.com so next up we got vector arrows this is a company that has just blown me away with their ability to help the customer out. Basically, you don't have to go through and, and find your shaft weight and spine strength charts anymore. You don't gotta deal with any of that. Basically, you go to the website, you put in your draw weight, your draw length, your tip weight, and they basically build the perfect arrow for you. No guessing, no questions. And then you can customize them. They got a bunch of different options. You can shoot the HMR or the ZMR. These things are sweet and they seriously are some of the best arrows in the industry. And they've got a zero failure guarantee. So if you break it or bend it, they're gonna replace it. So if you wanna save yourself 10% on that, head over to Vector Custom Shop and use the code TFC10. There's been a lot of hype around tree saddles. Some of you might be hesitant to even try one. These things are awesome. If you ever wanted to try one, Trophy Line Tree Saddles make the best saddles in the industry. They're super comfortable, they're adjustable, and the new Venatic saddle, we were able to get our hands on it a couple months ago and it just seriously blew us away. So if you want to get into the saddle game, go over to trophyline.com. You can save yourself 10%, use the code TFC10, get into the saddle game, it's gonna change the way you hunt. James and I like to go tromp around on public land and one way we're able to do that is to have good footwear. Uh, we used to lug around in, in rubber boots, and by the end of the day, we'd have sore feet, and it'd be, it'd be a mess. But we finally decided to get some good boots and partnered with Lathrop & Sons. These boots are so nice. They fit your foot perfectly. They've got Synergy foot pads that are made to you know, form around your foot. These guys take the time. There's years and years of research and design and how to create the most comfortable boot. Go check out Lathrop & Sons. Last but not least, Vortex Optics. These guys have some of the best glass in the industry. Binoculars, rangefinders, spotter scopes. We love them. We've got it on our rifles. We use our rangefinder all the time. They also make clothing lines every quarter. James and I are practically wearing a piece of Vortex apparel every day. Everything is high quality. They come out with new items usually every quarter. So spring, summer, winter, fall, they've got new lines and new clothing coming out. Check this stuff out. And if you want to save yourself 20%, head over to Vortex.com, head to the apparel page, and save 20% with TFC20. Welcome to another episode of the Fair Chase podcast. Today, I've got a special guest. And actually, this is uh, the final episode in our long run of hunting stories series. Um, so Jared and I have go. been running with this for a while, and we thought we bring Nick Palacios in. Is that, am I pronouncing yeah. it? Yeah, I, I, I mean, got it. 
my uh, so I when I was in college, my wife and I met in uh, uh, dorms that were like connected. So there's like the girl dorm, mm. the boy dorm, right? And her RA, her last her her name was Natalie Palacios, and uh, oh really? So, huh. Yeah, she was uh, she was out of Florida, not Texas though. And so now when I saw your name, I was yep. like, oh, I know how to say that. <laughs> yeah, man, you said it perfect. A lot of people <laughs> tend to botch it every which way they can. So is that it was, Cuban? That was very well done. No, no, it's Spanish actually. Spanish. Okay. All right. Yep. Yep. Um, so anyways, we're on our final, this is our final episode. We're, we're about to jump into a, uh, eight week series over the summer on preparing for whitetail season. Mm. So everything from layering to exercise, to getting your bows dialed, everything else. We're going to be bringing in people, uh, people from all over the place. Some you've heard of some you might not have ever heard of, and we're going to be doing that, but I wanted to round out this, uh, this story series with with you, Nick, you know, you and I have kind of messaged a little bit uh, back and forth on social media. I've been following some of the things you do and like, mm. you know, all the things you do sweating outside in Texas lately. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. And so I was like, you got to bring you on. Um, and so before we jump into the hunting story and everything else, you want to tell everybody yeah. what you do? Yeah, um, man, I kind of do a little bit of everything. Um, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate enough that uh, I get to work with some really cool companies in the space. And, uh, you know, I worked for a, uh, a company called Strong Coffee part-time. So I help them out with like, you know, it's kind of like my day jobs, operations, inventory management, uh, event management, stuff like that. And then recently started working for the Tactical Games, which is more of my full-time gig now. Um, and that's a fitness and firearms uh, event, sporting event that has gotten a lot of traction over the last couple of years. It's a lot of fun. You guys haven't checked it out, heavily suggest that you do. Um, so I also help event uh, with event management there, brand partnerships. So it's an awesome crew. It's a, it's a heavily growing sport. So I'm, I'm really fortunate to be a part of that. And then in uh, the downtime that I, I find for myself, you know, it's just every, everything and anything within the uh, archery and bow hunting space. And then also in the fitness space as well too. So uh, again, kind of do a little bit of everything, man. So I'm, I'm, I'm blessed to be able to do a lot of things that I love to do. Well, and, and you're recent, did I see you're recently married. I am. Yeah. Yeah. I just okay, got married so last month. Yeah. In May. Congratulations on that. How's that been going yeah, so far? You. It's, it's been awesome, man. Um, I marriage, marriage is a beautiful thing. I'm, I'm super fortunate to have a, a wife that's very supportive and, uh, loves to see me do the things that I, I, that I love to do. So it's cool to be able to share that with her. And she's, you know, she's just the best man. I'm, I'm very, very lucky there. Someone that'll put up with your nonsense. Hey man, she's, she's stuck with me for life now. So there's, there's right. no gizzies no backsies. Yep. Yep. Exactly. That's right. That's cool. You guys date for a long time. Uh, about two and a half years. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yep. I like it. So yep. how old are you? I'm 31. Okay. All right. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. So, all right. So but, you, you know, uh, so she's, she's like, I th- it looks like she works out a lot too with you. She does. Yeah. Yeah. She does. Yeah. Her, yeah. Her and I, her and I get, get after it together for sure. Yeah. She's, cool. she's awesome, man. Again, she's, uh, very motivating, super supportive, and we love a lot of the same things. So it's, it's cool to be able to share a lot of that stuff with each other. You get her out hunting yet? Not yet. Not yet. That's still just for me. Sure. That's fair. <laughs> you get your own thing. I, I'm liking the flex yeah, exactly. in the background. You get your bow hanging there. Usually someone yeah, will man. call in with either a sump skull behind them yeah, or a bow. So like you're, you fit right in to all the guests yeah. we've ever had. So. Thanks man. <laughs> yeah. No, a buddy, a buddy, uh, a buddy up North, his name's uh Legrand Metalworks. He did this sign for me, custom DNA archery sign. Uh, so super, super stoked to get that in the office here and then got my PSD behind me. So, you know, got all, all the things, all the things that I love, you know, I love it. Uh, that's great. When did you start, when did you get into to, to bow hunting or hunting in general? 
Uh, dude, not very long ago, actually. So uh, a little over two years ago. Um, really? Sometime, yeah, a little bit after my 20, uh, 29th birthday, I got a wild bug at my, you know, a wild bug at my ass to be like, you know what, I want to get a bow. I want to start shooting. You know, I was just kind of, I'd been toying around with it for a couple of years. And mm-hmm. when I, where I was living before in Southern California, like there was just nowhere to do anything like that whatsoever. Uh, I'm born and raised in Northern California in a real, real small town outside of like some, some larger cities and uh, hunting wasn't really a thing in, in my area. That was just not, never really on the radar. So when I was living in Southern California, I'd wanted to kind of toy around with it and, you know, at least get a bow and go shooting. But it's just like, you're in a big city. There's not really anywhere that kind of like is conducive to, to doing anything like that. And I didn't know anybody that hunted or shot a, shot a bow. So it was just kind of like, might as well been on another planet for me. So I never really entertained it. And moving to Texas, I've been coming here for work for a few years, finally made the jump. And I was like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to get a bow. I found one on Craigslist. Um, got a really good deal on, on a, on a bear, uh, approach HC oh, and yeah yeah, 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 good and great, you know, solid bow. Um, but you know, it's, it's kind of daunting to be like, okay, I want to get a bow, but like, it's not like buying a recurve bow. There's like, okay, you got to get a bow. You got to get a sight, you got to get sit, you know, you got to get all the things that go on it. And it's like, I don't know anything. So it's, right. you, know, you got to just, you got to do a ton of research. So, and there's, there's so much out there. You know, it's like, who, who are you going to listen to? You know, who's the, who are the people in the space to listen to and all that. So I finally landed on that bow and got that, got it dialed in, shot the first arrow. And I was just hooked from there, man. Like I was immediately just like, man, this is awesome. I put it, put an arrow on target, shot a good shot. And uh, from then on, man, I just, I was in the rabbit hole, dude. It was just, it was just so cool to me to be able to see like, uh, you know, you making adjustments on your bow and seeing tangible yeah. results come in front of you while you're on range at a, you know, at an archery range. And I'm fortunate enough living in Austin. Uh, I've got the Austin archery club out here, which is like a 60 acre all open outdoor bow, uh, you know, bow hunters course. We've got two 30 tar- target, um, two 3d target bow hunter courses there. So, I mean, you've got tons of different shot scenarios. It's quiet. You're in the middle of the Hills in Austin or in Texas. It's, it's, it's perfect, dude. So I'm, I'm very fortunate there. Um, but that's how I'd gotten into it, man. Like I said, I just got a wild, wild hair of my ass to get a bow and started shooting it and just fell in love with it from the jump, man. And, uh, well, the, the yeah. 3d course being near you is sweet. Yeah. You know, that's, super that's lucky so that fun. I have that. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause most people have an indoor range, which is fine. You know, that's, you know, that's where you can get your practice in, or if you've got space to be able to have a target at your house, you know, you know, even better, but, uh, not everybody has access to that. So, you know, having the, having the archery club close by was a, a huge, you know, a huge blessing to be able to have. Yeah. It's, and it's like, yeah, it's just fun, especially you go with friends. It's uh, adds a little like element of stress because yeah. everybody's watching you shoot, mm-hmm. which is good to have. And yeah, I just we went this last weekend. I, I I'll put it on social media today at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got the two smallest ticks I've ever had on me, like literally oh, wow. like the size of a period in a sentence. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have any idea. We go shoot, and I, by the way, cleaned up just for everybody listening. <laughs> Definitely a lot better shooter than Jared. Just he's not even here to say anything about it, so <laughs> don't even worry about asking him <laughs> exactly. So I'm sitting there. I get home. I decide to go work out, and I'm kind of I'm doing the I can't even remember what they're called. You put basically your butt, weighted butterflies, right? You're yeah. just trying to get warmed up, and I look in my inner thigh. I'm like, that is like a like a little thorn or something in there, and it's like yeah. a little little just tiny. I would never have seen it. Right. It would have been there forever. So I pull it out and I go upstairs. I'm like, man, what do I, you know, trying to deal with it. And I look at my arm and sure enough, just randomly see another one. And Mm -hmm. it's, I can't, 
I can't even believe that I saw it. It's so small. Yeah. Yeah. So the rest of the day, I'm just like feeling my hair. I'm like, mm-hmm. do I shave all my body to make sure that there's nothing <laughs> hiding? You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So we're, we're having a terrible, terrible problem with, with ticks this year compared to mm-hmm. uh, what we've normally had. But do you guys have ticks down there? We do. Yeah. Yeah. We definitely have ticks down here. Yeah. There's a, uh, you know, you got the Lone Star tick um, and there's, I believe, I don't know what the name of like the disease is that it gives you, but if, um, you know, if you do get bitten by a specific type of tick that carries it, it'll actually give you like a, um, you basically can't digest red meat. Yeah. It's, it's a very weird disease that it gives Real you. Real bummer for a hunter. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, try to, try to steer clear of ticks as best as possible. No, it's uh, so anyways, yeah. That, and, and you have a, what, what's kind of interesting. And I've seen this with guys that we brought on that maybe it, they don't mm-hmm. say like adult onset hunter, or like basically somebody that got <laughs> yeah. into it later on. Yeah. When yeah. I, when I got into it, I mean, I wanted to, since, you know, we had kind of a family of hunting and, and mm-hmm. so like I knew about, I just knew that when I was young, if I got a bow, I could hunt earlier than with a gun. It gave me two extra years. Yeah. So I was like, I'm picking up a bow, but I didn't know anybody that really shot a bow. I had no training for form or anything. And so you get, mm-hmm. you know, it's been over 20 years now. And my, I mean, the, the bad habits that I have have been going for 20 plus years. <laughs> right. And so it's like, yeah. I talked to guys that are newer and it's like, it's almost nice because you get to start from scratch. And so your form, you see a lot of times see guys with way better form. Uh, yeah. And some of the buddies that I have uh, that have been doing it forever, they're punching the trigger. They're doing all the things that you're not supposed yeah. to do, but it's like you were given a bow when you're 12 years old and just been like, all right, go. Yeah. When I first started, I didn't have a release. I shot bare fingers off my compound yeah. bow because I didn't know any better. You know, mm-hmm. um, I remember my sight. I remember thinking uh, all my pins, it felt like one pin should be center. One should be to the right. And one like that for some reason, I thought my left and right would be different at different ranges. Like I was yeah. a mess, you know? <laughs> um, and so there's, there is something kind of cool to, to yeah. doing it as you get older and you just, there's tons of resources now that there were just weren't available Correct. plus years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, being able to have, I mean, just YouTube itself, you know, like you can get, you can get yourself a a degree in anything. If you spend enough time on YouTube and you really want to get after it, like you can figure anything else out, like between YouTube podcasts, uh, a handful of different books that I read like that, that's, you know, that's where I spent the bulk of my time when I was trying to figure it all out and then going out and doing, you know, doing some like monthly shoots at the club and getting comfortable with that and just meeting people there, uh, going to my local pro shop at archery country up here, which is, you know, I'm again, I'm lucky to live in Austin because I have an amazing club and an amazing pro shop to go to. So it's like right there, I've got, you know, so many resources to be able to tap into with the people that go in and out of those shops and in the club there. So, uh, yeah, man. And then went to total archery challenge probably about a month after I picked up my bow. <laughs> in, in San Antonio. So I yeah. got to cut my teeth there and, and humble myself a little bit and lose a bunch of arrows, but made some friends and had an awesome time. And, you know, that, that kind of just shoved me deeper in the rabbit hole after that as well, too. So, um, kind of just like a perfect storm, every, everything yeah. kind of coming together when I first picked it up. And it's so cool, man, when you're shooting a long shot and you just, you yeah. can see the arrow kind of do mm-hmm. the, the flight of the arrow is a beautiful thing. Like that's one it of is. the best parts. Yeah. It's addicting for sure, man. It's addicting. So you've been hunting a couple of years now, right? Like yeah. you're relatively new. Um, yeah. And so hunting stories, as you have probably kind of picked up, is like a huge part of hunting. It's like the lore. Yeah. 
you know, the fairy tales, like the legends, you know, that you mm-hmm. that are half truth, half not a lot of the time mm-hmm. um, that I get told around deer camp. So like, you know, when you think hunting, so you have a little bit of a different perspective than maybe some of the guys we've have had on that have, you know, yeah. been 50 years hunting or whatever. Um, yeah. What would you, what comes to mind? Like, what do you think of when you think of like a great hunting story you've been a part of? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and can you kind of hit the nail on the head, man? Like my hunting stories are a little different, right? Like I, I don't have an extensive experience. I don't have a lot of extensive experience doing, you know, crazy, crazy hunts, but last summer I really wanted to uh, like, I really wanted to get uh, go hog hunting. So I spent a ton of time uh, going through like different public land spots out here in Texas. So, you know, going to like dime box Granger. Um, and then I had a client of mine who uh, I used to work with and he had some property out in San Marcos. So I went hog hunting probably six times last year and got my ass kicked almost every single time, except for the last time I finally went and, and killed my first hog in July last year. And, uh, you know, like going through like dime box and Granger, like public land hunting, Texas, sucks it's not yeah. the best you know there's not a so lot it's like five percent it. it's like five percent of the state is, is public and it's just it's just it's just not the best right like you can you can get it done for sure um but it's it's just a tough hunt so um is it pretty busy there like a lot of folk it, around see, yeah you see a lot of people and it's just like there's certain times of the year like if you're like like so i went uh like late spring after we've had a ton of rain and like you, you will literally wade through grass. I'm, I'm six one. You'll wade through grass. that's as tall as you are. And you're, you're going through it and you're like, okay, I'm either going to get bit by a stake. I'm going to get bit by a tick or I'm going to get run over by a hog. Cause I can't see shit. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you will literally walk up on massive, be- massive beds, like all this all matted down grass and all that stuff. You can hear pigs close by. So it's like, you know, you got to kind of get through this one spot to get where you want to get, you know? So it's, you know, it's a little dicey in certain places, but, um, my first hog I shot, I'm sitting, so I go to my, I go to this guy's property and it's set up for rifle hunting. So everything's about 150 to 200 yards away. So, you know, I'm, I'm having to get out in stock. So, which is, is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm happy to do that. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. So, uh, yeah, I've been waiting, I'm waiting for a couple hours and this is middle of July in Texas. I'm sweating, just breathing let yeah, alone any course. movement that I'm doing existing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I end up, I'm, dude, I'm literally sweating through my pants. It's so damn hot in the blind. I've got all the windows open and I'm waiting like hours. I've got no pigs coming by finally, like around seven 30, uh, a big, a big group of pigs start coming through. And, uh, I put a stock on, I stock in about 120 yards. I get about 50 yards away from them. And as soon as I get close enough to where I'm like, gonna, I want to take a shot. Uh, they cut around and go through a hole and go to the next pasture. So I have to double back hundred, you know, hundred, another 150 yards, go around to the other pasture stock in, I end up getting to about, I think I shot that pig at 35, 36 yards. Um, got it, got a shot off. Great shot pig cut away. Um, and mm-hmm. then all the other hogs start to kind of circle around me, but in the cedar trees, like on the edge of the, uh, on the edge of the, the, uh, tree line. So I can't see them, but I can hear them running back and forth, <laughs> squealing, going crazy. It's just, it's just me out there. I don't have, uh, Oh, yeah, I don't have snake boots on. I got my pistol on me. So I pull my pistol out and I'm wondering, like, I'm like thinking these pigs are going to come around and fucking run me over and, yeah. uh, you know, whatnot. So luckily, you know, I just sit and I'm super quiet for about 10 minutes. And of course this pig went all the way. When I start to, to track it, she goes through like the thickest part of the cedar and mesquite trees that were there on the property. Um, like I said, don't have snake boots. So I'm wondering around if I'm going to step on a rattlesnake I'm going through cactus, thick mesquite trees, thorns, shit like that. So I finally get, I was probably like 80 yards through this brush when I finally found the hog that I shot. 
and uh, it, it died in the middle of a cactus. <laughs> so, so I had to, I had to manage that as well too, but it, it was cool, man. It was the first time I had, uh, I'd kill, I'd, uh, killed an animal by myself. Usually I could have a couple of buddies with me that I'm hunting mm-hmm. with. So that was the first time that like, you know, I put a stock on a, on a pig myself. First time I killed a pig myself, um, you know, tracked it, found it, pulled it back and then got it all quartered and cleaned up and all that. So it was, it was a really fun experience, man. It was, it was a grind for sure. Um, hot day. And, uh, all, all the, all the fun things that could go wrong on or could go weird on a hunt kind of went on that day, but dude, I had a great time, man. Just cracked a beer, cracked a beer open as I got it back to, to my oh, buddy's yeah. property where he's got the cleaning, cleaning area and, uh, cracked a beer open, got to work and, and cleaned it up and then took some meat home last that night and, and made a real good dinner for, uh, for my wife. And it, it was great, man. It was a really good day. I, I think my, I think that might be my favorite thing when you're alone and you shoot something. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's just it different. really is. It's yeah. cool to be with a buddy and to celebrate, but some can something about mm-hmm. like when it's quiet and you walk up to what you shot, no one else is around and you like, it's just you and that thing, like in the yeah. quiet, it's just different, mm-hmm. you know, it is, it is, man. It's a really good, it's a really cool experience. And it's just like, very, it's very self, uh, very self-fulfilling, you know, like it, that, I think that's one of the really cool things about hunting in, in general and, and the practice of archery is it shows you that you can get some very tangible results in practice and it gives you a lot of sense of humility and it it humbles you a lot. So it builds a lot of like very good sound characteristics for a person. And, uh, you know, having that ability of like self-reliance and seeing that you can get something done if you really put your mind to it and practice a lot at it, it's, uh, it's really empowering, man. And it's, and that's something that bleeds into a lot of other aspects of your life. And that, that's what I love about it. Yeah. I would imagine that there's a lot of overlap between that. And like, I know you, you know, you're, you're training a lot. There's, there's a lot of, Mm -hmm there's a lot of similarities between the two. Definitely. Definitely. It's, you, know, you kind of, I kind of pl- apply the same framework as, as with my training as I do with, uh, as I have with archery and bow hunting. So, um, you know, I'm again, I'm by no means a, a professional. I'm, I'm so new to it. Like there's, you know, there's so much to still learn. Um, but you know, again, just, just happy to be doing what I'm doing in the space and, and just enjoying myself and doing yeah, just having fun. You know? it's yeah. at the, at the end, it's just a really fun thing to do. Yep. Exactly, man. Exactly. How'd you uh, like eating that pig? How'd it taste? It was great. It was great. We ended up, uh, I ended up searing it or doing a reverse sear. I baked it and, you know, baked it in the oven first, some rosemary, garlic, roasted potatoes, some broccolini. It was, it was awesome. I love to cook. So like my lady and I love to cook. So we made a, we made a really good dinner with it. The uh, broccolini is a family favorite of ours. Love it. It's money, dude. It's awesome. Yep. Yep. I haven't had it. Can't go wrong with we, it. We get we get our gro- our produce from like a farm, so it's like oh, nice. whatever they're growing. Like and I don't know when we had broccoli. Usually that's an earlier mm-hmm. in the season thing because it's like a young broccoli, right? Yeah, Broccolini. yeah. Mm-hmm. Roasted it, some just olive oil and salt, and so good. Yeah, it's delicious, man. Yeah, yeah, it's a good staple. So uh, you know, you got a, some pigs. You got deer under your belt yet? Are you? How are you doing? Yeah, deer? yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. The, so yeah, the first animal I shot was a, was a doe, uh, on my buddy's property in, uh, West Texas here. They've got, they have a, a lease out in junction. So we, we go, hunt, we go hunting out there. Uh, and then I shot my first buck last season as well too, um, out in Uvalde at a, at a oh, ranch yeah. out there. So that was, that was a great experience. Um, probably my, my best and worst shot I would say, uh, was on, was on that buck. I had, <laughs> I, I shot it twice. I shot it at 46 yards and, uh, it was a little bit far back, hit him and hit him in the ribs and it ricocheted up and hit him in the spine. Oh. And he dropped and then I got out of my, uh, my tree stand 
and walked, walked in about 40 yards and put another shot right in his heart. And then he went down immediately, which is, you know, good. What but you I, felt, do. I felt, yeah, I felt bad about the, I felt horrible about the first shot. Um, but I couldn't, I just could not get him to come in and 46 yards is going to be the only shot I had on him. So yeah. I was like, and if you I'm, practice I'm to it. that, yeah. And if it's every, you know, I, we always get a lot of questions about like range mm-hmm. and like, yeah, it's just hard to, see, you know, it's, it's, it's like, relative. Which, yeah. What's your max effective range? It's like, well, it depends yeah. because it mm-hmm. like so many factors, like weather, what the deer is doing, you know, just how I'm feeling. Am I dead? Am yeah. I feeling lethal that day? Correct. Sometimes yeah. you just don't. And it's like, oh, I'm just going to yeah. wait then, you know? Correct. Yeah. But I've got some buddies who would rather than a follow-up shot, they do the jump on the deer and slit a throat. <laughs> the night. Yeah. Yeah. I've got, some, I've never done it. And like, they were yeah. like, it's not that big of a deal. I'm like, yeah. Until I get like a hoof that splits me from stem to stern, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah. I just am not wild enough for that. I don't know why. And I, maybe I'm less of a man. Maybe that there's something to that, you know, because nah, they always look nah. at me like, dude, you, you don't do that. I'm like, no, I don't jump on an animal yeah. and slice it up. No. That one, I've, I've not done that one either. You know, I'd, I'll probably take the follow-up shot. Before yeah, I, uh, I, I, go, I go for slitting something's throat. I'll, uh, I'll waste the broadhead, but no, it's, they, they've, I've known a few guys and they always end up like, yeah. And it shredded my clothes. I'm like, I don't want to shred my clothes. I don't want to do any of this and get it bloodied <laughs> up from some deer. I can just take it out by shooting no. it again. No, dude, the, the whole, I, I mean, fuck dude. The whole idea for everything is to like practice, you know, ideally you practice enough to where you get a good shot off the first time. And it's right. you know, obviously it doesn't happen like that. The world's, the world's not perfect. So it's like, just get another shot off and try to kill it quickly instead of like, terrifying it even more because it doesn't really know, know what's going on right like it just yeah. knows it got hit with something and it's like you're going over there with the night hey you know what if, if that's what you want to do that's what you want to do i'm not going to knock it but as far as like the animals concerned like i don't want to freak it out it more like Again, that. isn't yeah. that bad for the yeah. meat grass right before it dies isn't that do that's what i hear that's what i hear I i've never like actually looked into like any studies about it but i have heard that like you it dumps some it, i can't remember the name of the chemical um that it dumps out of the brain in in the meat but apparently that's it my, my palate is not meat. refined enough to taste it it's just me i don't think i don't think mine is either but who knows <laughs> fine I, I like to live that way you know a little ignorance it's not a bad thing no no so you, you, uh, is bliss. that's what they say that's right that's right yeah. so uh now this year you you know you've got hogs and deer under your belt like Mm-hmm. what's your next challenge i would imagine you're a guy that likes to figure out new challenges so what would it be? yeah yeah absolutely yeah man so i did my first elk hunt last year too which was a lot of fun i went with a couple of buddies who uh it was all our first time elk hunting so we went out to colorado and cut our teeth out there for eight days and had an awesome time didn't I, I unfortunately didn't get to take an elk home but i got in some good opportunities to put on some stocks and get some practice in uh in there and, and make some mistakes and piss myself off so yeah <laughs> it was uh it was an awesome experience so i'll be going elk hunting again this year uh in colorado and then i've got a black bear hunt that i'm planning out in tennessee so we do that as well too fall fall tennessee black bear yes sir yep baited uh i believe so yeah it's not my property so i'll figure out what you know what what they're they're cool with doing but uh yeah we'll be doing a fall tennessee black bear hunt so i'm really looking forward to that black bear is really high on my list i i don't know if i don't know if it's just because it's a predator and it's a little kind of like brings a different angle to the hunt uh but i've been wanting to do that since before i even started hunting i always thought doing a black bear hunt would be really oh cool. yeah you know just kind of hearing like you know, like reading books when you grow up about like you know 
frontiersman hunting bear or you know uh you know certain movies where it's just like you know that the ele- that element is in there uh it's it's just always just kind of like alluring to me and black bear meat is supposed to be really good as well too so uh especially up in tennessee where you know they're probably eating a ton of berries out in that in that area so i'm really looking forward to that one yeah i um we we got heavily into bear hunting um and just once you once you jump in it's like that's like one of my favorite things to do yeah whether it's spring or fall or whatever method we've pretty much done them all all that like mm-hmm. run with dogs over bait spot and stock off a boat um mm-hmm. and it's just and the meat is phenomenal yeah phenomenal. that's what i hear yeah how's it off a boat uh good we just did that this spring nice uh and so it was it's basically and we're actually and then we'll i'll use this as a teaser for everybody listening we'll have a film coming up out uh, about it um very detailed film coming for vortex out in about a month and a half two months oh that's um, exciting yeah and so we 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 took a boat out of homer and uh lived on the boat and then you kind of you spot and stock bears either the idea was to get them right on the coast um the yeah. winter hung on a little longer this year and we had mm-hmm. like rough rough weather so it changed our tactics up a little bit that we'll probably dive into in the film a bunch but yeah. oh we had a blast i mean came out with fish and bear and just all the good stuff halibut and that's exciting like our thing so oh yeah. man i'll have to pick your brain out about that about the logistics of that because i, I would love to do that man that sounds like an awesome time absolutely yeah happy to and like for anybody listening very doable not that expensive it, you know mm-hmm. it's not cheap but you because you have to get an yeah. outfit and you're living on some guy's boat for a, a week but you get yeah. a handful of guys or gals together and i mean mm-hmm. if you want an adventure and like especially if you go you know what i've learned is after may 15 is when you know they're really on the shore it's like bear hunting mm-hmm. in the spring gets better um and we went a lot earlier than that um mm-hmm. but like if you want adventure and like um like a target rich environment and fish to go with it like yeah it's hard to beat that sounds like a great time yeah i'll definitely pick your brain about that offline for sure that sounds like <laughs> yeah. a good time um so you got you got good stuff coming um you know i know you what, what tell me with dna archery like what do you what do mm-hmm. you guys do what's your what's your thing yeah man so uh i i had initially started dna archery so kind of like backing up to when I, you know, uh, was just getting into archery and bow hunting. Um, I was noticing initially that there wasn't like a ton of, uh, there wasn't like a ton of content in the space where it was like somebody a little bit newer, uh, talking to people that want to get into the space. You know, it's kind of like, I'm, I'll never be in a position where it's like, I'm going to give any advice to anybody that's, you know, been doing this for years. You know, that's, that's not, that's not my place. That's not what I'm doing. Um, but, you know, I have, I have enough, you know, wins under my belt uh, over, over the last couple of years where it's like I wanted to start a business that created content for the newer bow hunter, right? For people who didn't grow up hunting that want to get into it and want to kind of like know like what the blueprint is to, to figure that out, you know, because it's there is a lot to do with like figuring out like, OK, this is the brand of bow I want to shoot. But now I got to figure out all the accessories. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've, now I've got my bow. Like, where do I practice? Um, and then, you know, who do I listen to? Who are some good figureheads in the space that I should listen to? Um, so kind of like breaking that all down and creating content around that, um, has been what we, you know, what I've been doing with DNA archery, you know, initially we started selling some merch and, uh, you know, I'll, I'll eventually kind of get back into doing that as well, but really it was kind of like helping educate people and just like getting, getting good reviews and like 
putting people in the right direction of like, Hey, if, you know, this is your question about X, Y, or Z. Um, this is my advice. And I just always speak from like, you know, my personal experience, what's worked for me uh, and, and, you know, trying to help people to get off on their, on their own road and, and figure it out as well too. So well, DNA it's Archie a great way to learn like helping too. You to bow hunter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, absolutely. That for us, you know, we've talked about this at, at length, but like we started doing this for a similar reason. Like we had been hunting for a, a long time, but it's like, Mm-hmm. If you have a podcast and stuff, you can have anybody come on your podcast and you can ask them any question. Yeah. So it's like, sweet, I get to pick whoever I want. And like, no one says no, which is kind of yeah. cool. Like everybody's willing to do it. People are super gracious with their time. And it's like, well, that's awesome. Cause now I can learn something that I, I didn't know Correct. Um, from, from a new perspective or a new way of doing things. And so Mm-hmm. Man, even the things you learn um, along the way from people who like you, and I'm sure you've seen this, people do things so many different ways. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times there's not really a right way, whether you're a big scent guy or you're, a, mm-hmm. you know, whatever your thing is. And it's like, man, people make it work in all sorts of, all sorts of stuff. Our first interview was with a guy speaking of scent who was like, convinced, like he's convinced he can become totally scent free. He doesn't play the wind. Mm-hmm. He has a special van that he drives that is scent free in the van. His clothes are in case it like everything is scent free, scent free, mm. scent free. Um, and he like to his credit, like he shoots giant deer regularly. He's got a bunch of Michigan yeah. record bucks. So like, who am I yeah, to say that? Doing ridiculous? something right. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Well, so that's the funny thing, dude, is like on is on social media. It's like people are so quick to, uh, you know, dog somebody just because it's like, they they're doing something a different way than the way they do it. Right. Or it's like, you can, you can skin a cat a thousand different ways. You know, it's like, if it works for somebody else and it's not breaking the law and it's not hurting anybody else, let them do it. Who cares? What what does it matter? You know? So it's like, it's, it's cool. It's cool to see people's different, uh, little nuances and things that they feel like work really well for them. And that's, I mean, that's the best thing about social media and, and YouTube, Instagram, whatever, uh, you know, platform you, you get your info from is that you can take everything in from all these different people and figureheads in the space, boil it down and then just use what works for you, yeah, you know, and, try and it all figure out. it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's my big thing too. It's like, if you're listening and you're kind of in this part of your life and trying to figure it out, like try it all, uh, yeah. because just cause somebody says it, it might work for them. But you mm. either might not like it, it might, might might not make the experience fun, or it just might yeah. not work for you. And like, if you're not out there trying anything, and I mean, like, get crazy, get creative, uh, mm-hmm. you're just not going to learn as much and you won't find your own thing. Uh, yeah. And so excited, you know, you, I, we've met people who just try ridiculous ways to shoot a deer or to, you know, and it works for them and it doesn't work for everybody. Yeah. So it, half the fun is just figuring out your own thing. Yep, Exactly. And that's, I mean, that's, that's how it should be, man. It's like figuring out what works for you and just keep running with it from there and refining it. And, you know, eventually you get his whole system down. Absolutely. Well, Nick, mm-hmm. we're, we're up on time here. Um, but for, for people who want to know more about you, follow you and the, mm-hmm. the things you're doing, um, how, where can they find you? Where can they get all this information about DNA and the stuff you're doing and everything else? Yeah. So, uh, Instagram, YouTube's all the same as me, Thwack, T-H-W-A-A-C-K. And then, uh, our website's DNA Archery at, uh, DNA Archery.com and, uh, Instagram handles DNA Archery Co. So you can all find it. It'll be off, off my, per, my personal, uh, profile. So it's all easily yeah. accessible. Yeah. All good stuff. Yeah. Everybody go check them out. I, I, I definitely been following along and it's been fun. So I appreciate you coming on. It's good to meet you kind of formally here. Uh, yeah. so everybody else can watch us meet and, um, yeah, if you need anything along the way, let me know. I appreciate it. Likewise, thank you for having me on. I really appreciate the time. Hey, everybody. Thanks 
for listening to this episode. We really do appreciate it. If you want to go on to any kind of social media platform, give us a like, share, subscribe. You know, it really helps us out. keeps the train rolling. And if you guys really like what you're listening here, give us a five-star Either way, if, even if you don't like it. Even if you don't like review. it, five stars. That'd helps cool. everyone out. We'll see you out there.